And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success. I am your host, Wes Tankersley. It's amazing that I'm able to say that with the speed that I am because I am freaking tired. I have had, I just took a COVID test, which was negative, by the way, but I have had some sinus issues my whole life and I'm getting to the point where I'm completely over it. Um, I had sinus surgery probably about, I don't know, what's it been now? Seven years ago. Um, and then never got rid of the situation that I had, never had the correction or the things that I was looking for to help me uh, get better. It never really went away. And <clears throat> so what ends up happening is I have issues um, over and over again, sinus infections that didn't go away. I had an underdeveloped um, sinus that they cleaned out and made it easier for me to see. So um, that, you know, didn't really clean up the situation that I was having. So I didn't really take care of the problem because um, I continued to have sinus issues. So then I go to, they say, I go to a different ENT because the ENT that did the surgery retired. That ENT says you need to do allergy testing and see if it's allergies, which it definitely was. Um, and so... What ends up happening with that is, um, sorry, I'm looking for my chat things because I'm doing this live and I don't see the chat box. So we'll see if we can find that. But anyway, I went and I had the allergy testing done and then they, lo and behold, I'm allergic to everything, which will cause my issues that I'm having. Um, and then it ends up being something that let's get some allergy shots. This is what we're going to do. This is how they treat it. I can't find my chat box. So I'm sorry if you're listening. I appreciate you being here. Um, this will be going live on the podcast. It's live on the YouTube right now, but um, there's been a lot of settings that have been adjusted lately and it's been kind of tough to find those. So anyway, I went and I had the sinus testing done. Oh, there we are. CC, Nikki, I see you now. I found the chat box. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, I'll answer most of the questions that I can um, after we after I talk for a little bit. But anyway, the fact of the matter is, is I had allergy testing, and then we start to um, do the shots, right? And I get like three sinus infections during the shots. So one, the sinus surgery is not working. Two, the shots are not working. So I go in and I sit down with the allergy doctor, and he goes, I sometimes wonder if this doesn't work for people we're going to refer you back to another ENT to have them look at it. They do another CT. Um, the ENT is waiting for the CT and the previous one after I had surgery to kind of compare them. They go on there and they look and he says that there's a lot of narrowing in my nose that they could completely clean it out and make me breathe like I've never breathed before, which I've never really noticed that I had a problem breathing. But the previous ENT said, hey, that's not a problem. And so I go in and um, schedule the surgery. So I was going to have my knee replaced last year, and I was going to have sinus surgery last year, just about this time. So I had my knee replaced because the surgery was scheduled, and the ENT died. So he passed away. He had COVID. He had something. Something happened. I get a phone call. Hey, Dr is out he's not doing well he may not make it it doesn't look good so i'm like okay cool so then they canceled the surgery a week later they called and said he did pass away so they're not gonna be able to do the surgery we're reverting all your people over to um this doctor this is one that he would refer you to so i go over to that doctor 
and told them all the problems. Again, this is like the fourth freaking time that I've gone through this and tell him all the problems, blah, 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 blah. I got a sinus infection. He gives me medication to take care of the sinus infection. Waits for the CT because he doesn't have the CT, but he was supposed to have the CT before I had my appointment. Um, lost in records or whatever. So he gets the CT, goes over it with me. This is a second appointment and says, I don't know what he was looking at. I'm a surgeon. I obviously get paid if I do surgery and I don't see any reason to operate on you to clean this out because it looks fine to me. I don't see any problems. But I think what we need to do is we need to do some more allergy testing again and get you back on the allergy regimen because I don't think they gave you enough time. Because this, if you've done allergy shots, they basically go and they get whatever you're allergic to and they mix it up and then they, the first place gives you injections of that same stuff. So hopefully you've become immune to it. That's how they do it. But you have to go in once a week, once a month. I had to go in once a week to get shots in both arms for I think like three months. And then it goes to one time a month for like three years and then they check again and it just wasn't working. So he goes, well, let's do this. Let's do some testing. And, um, he does allergy treatment as well, but he does it a little differently. So he starts doing that. He starts treating me for the allergies and I've been doing the treatments instead of shots. They give you a daily drop that you take with same kind of thing. A little bit of whatever it is that makes you allergic, which I'm allergic to everything drops, drops, drops. So for the last year, this is probably the third sinus infection that I've had. And I'm about to go get um, the, I'm, I'm, I'm working on, so Nikki's in the chat room here and she used to work for an ENT and I'm, I'm working right now on getting a different ENT. I'm going to go to a different ENT because I need to get a fourth opinion on what should be done because it's not working. Either they need to put me on something that I take all the time and, and no problem, but one of the big problems that we have right now in this country is healthcare is nuts. It is freaking nuts. Um, you can't get into your, like, I can't get into my regular doctor today. If I was to call him and said, hey, I need to go to my regular doctor. If I was going to go see him, I call him, hey, I need an appointment. Um, and let me, uh, I have a sinus infection. Okay, go to urgent care. So you go to urgent care, okay? So when you have sinus issues over and over again, you find out what antibiotic works well. You find out what you, know, what you need to be done. So I can basically walk in there and say, I have a sinus infection. Give me Augmentin and give me prednisone so that I can get over it. Well, the primary care doctor, like our, or the urgent care doctor, will only give you 10 days of a dose because that's all they want to give you. And then they expect you to follow up with your regular doctor. Well, you can't get into your regular doctor to follow up with your regular doctor. Well, my regular doctor will tell me to go to an ENT. Well, my ENT is not doing this job. So here, here we are again. We're in this vicious circle of what the hell should I do? The ENT says, call me whenever you have any issues. So I call him. I ask him for some more prednisone. Nope. Doesn't return my call. Doesn't call me back. Doesn't, you know, talk to the nurse. Nothing. So the last one that I had, I just basically said, screw it and just dealt with it. So it, yeah, it's, it's definitely a runaround. So that's what happens. That's what, how healthcare has been. It's been, it's gotten much worse since this pandemic that we have supposedly had. Um, and so it's just been kind of tough. So sorry, that's a long way to get around the story of what's going on with me, but I just, I, I may seem all right right now, but I feel not that great. Um, and that's why I took a COVID test this morning because I took a drink of my coffee and it didn't taste right. 
my face hurts and sinus issues and a couple other symptoms. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go take a test and see what happens. Negative. So sinus infection guaranteed. So after I get off here, I'll probably hit up the telehealth and try and get some antibiotics to kind of put a bandaid on it again and take care of the situation. But my ENT is not helpful at this point, And I just, you can't get into them. You know, when, when I was a kid and my mom needed to get me the pediatrician, they call the doctor and say, hey, he's got a fever. He's got this. He's got that. All right, bring him in. They get you in right then and there. Now it doesn't happen. It's, it's an act of Congress, literally, to get into the ENT to get into where you need to. Or to get into your primary doctor even, which is ridiculous. So, I mean, I had to schedule. It took three months for me to get a physical with him. So it's, it's crazy. It's completely crazy. Um, I wanted to talk about some other stuff today. You kind of know how I feel now, so we're great. Um, and uh, that's what's going on with me. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Gen X, because I'm Gen X, you know, and responsibilities and things like that, because I feel like we have a disconnect in the Gen X generation with responsibility. Um, it was funny because my parents are boomers, right? Everyone's like, hey, baby boomers. Well, they freaking ran this country. They put us on their back and took care of us, and they did all the things that they had to do. Um, but one of the things that baby boomers did, in my opinion, and that I saw in my own personal setting, and this may be different in your setting, and um, very possible. But one of the things that they did was they were always telling you, you must go to college to be successful I couldn't afford to go to college, so my parents didn't go to college. Um, some boomers did go to college, but my parents couldn't afford to go to college. They came from a working-class family in, you know, Central California that was into ag and into farming and into, you know, like my grandfather owned a hardware store and a tire store and a liquor store and a, all these things. So, like, these were all the things that he did. He was like a true entrepreneur, which everyone wants to be now, right? They want to be an entrepreneur. But... My dad went to go to college. He got married when he was nine, or 18 or 19. He's 18. I got married when I was 19. So kind of the difference between the generations. He got married when he was 18 and um, started to go to college. And then when he went to college, my mom got pregnant with my older brother. And that was the end of his college career. Went back and worked at the hardware store. He hated the fact that he didn't finish school. But we're all told that we have to go work for someone. This is the thing. This is the hardest part is we have to go work for someone who gives us good benefits, who give us a good retirement, and so that we're set for when the end of the career is. So we can just go sit down and do whatever we want, relax, and not do anything. That's kind of the way that I feel about it, okay? So my parents always wanted to give us a chance to have a college education. When I graduated high school, I went to, I had a scholarship to go play football at Southern Oregon University. Um, not a full ride by any means, and it was an NAI school, so it was pretty small. And the amount of money that they were going to give me to play football to go to school was not very much, but my parents were like, well, they're giving you something. So I didn't have to pay for my student loans or whatever, you know, it is what it is. It was like, it was a little bit of money to help me get through college. And I didn't see it that way. I didn't like that school. I didn't really feel like I was, I felt like I was number one. I thought I was better than what I was as a football player because I should have been playing at like a bigger school. Um, but that's beside the point. So I wasn't going to go there. I decided not to go there. I went down to go visit my grandmother for the summer and worked in my grandfather's hardware store and met my wife, and we decided to get married instead of me going to go to Southern Oregon to play football. But I realized that I needed help. So in order to get that help, I had to go back to um, college up here. I had to move back from California and go to the University of Idaho. My parents were going to help me go to school. So I did that. And... Um, 
I failed. I failed out. I never really felt like I was a very good, I, I wasn't a good student. And, you know, that, that was it. But the fact of the matter was the responsibility of that situation never really was um, important to me because school wasn't that. So I ended up going and working manual labor for 11 years and realized that school is not really that big of a necessity, but also wondering in the back of my mind, should I have gone to college? Should have I pursued, um, you know, teaching is basically what I was going into. I was going to be a teacher and an athletic trainer, um, not a fitness trainer, not a personal trainer, an athletic trainer. So like the doctor on the field at the, without the doctor in it, the guy who tapes and wraps athletes and helps them rehab and things like that. Um, so that was the goal, but then I didn't do very well and I was working part-time and then I ended up working full-time for this company that I was working for. And I hurt my knee after 11 years of working there. My parents told me the whole time, you should have gone to college, you should have gone to college, you should have gone to college. Just like that. That's what it sounded like. Um, and anyway, so um, I'm like, well, I hurt my knee and the, and the doctor says, hey, you either do something else, go get a desk job or um, keep working here and have your knee replaced and then have another one and have another one. I'm like 26, 27 years old. And so anyway, I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to college. I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to go back to college. I got a little bit of money for my knee because I, it was like the choice was do this or do that and we'll give you a settlement. And so I got a little bit of settlement because I was injured at work, paid for college. Or, well, I didn't spend the money wisely because I went to college. How about that? Let's say that. So I went to college um, and got two degrees and started teaching. And I was, I got the degrees and I was never fulfilled in what I was doing. I was doing all the things that my parents told me to do. They said, go to college, do this, do that. You know, these are the things that are going to make you successful. And it wasn't, it wasn't, those were not the things that were going to make me successful. So that's the hard part. So when I, when I look at my daughter and she says, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that. And I'm going to go do this. And I say, my, my thought process has changed. My, my parents always said, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. Um, and this is a long way to get to what I'm about to tell you. But the fact of the matter is, is that that is not that important to me. And I'm going to make people mad when I say that, but it isn't. It's like we were told, we all were told we had to go to college. And now we're losing all these people who know how to do the other things that you didn't have to go to college for, or they go to college and end up not using their degree because it's not necessary for what they want to do. What's fulfilling? What makes them happy? What makes them successful in their mind? And that's really the important part is you have to be willing to do whatever it is to make yourself happy. But with that, we get this generation that's coming up now. And I see this in my older brother and he doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's not going to really matter. Or maybe he'll yell at me. Maybe he does listen to it. And I don't know. But like now I've got this degree and I want to give my kids everything that I did not have. Okay. So this is where the responsibility portion comes in. I want to give them everything that I did not have. So I think of myself and I buy things for myself that I never could have had when I was a kid because my parents can afford them. So I got a bunch of Jordans over there in the closet because my parents couldn't get them. And I had to wear just the regular Nikes like most people. Um, but there was a few people whose parents made a lot of money and they had the newest pair of Jordans and they had this and they had that. And you're always envious of those people because they had stuff that you didn't have. Did you need it? No, not necessarily. But as a as a young kid, those were the thoughts that went through your head, right? You're thinking about like all these things that this is what will make me happy, right? Um, 
and I do like shoes and I think they're cool. And I just, you know, when I was a teacher, I was able to wear a different pair of shoes every day to school and everyone thought that I was cool. And they always thought that the shoes that I had on were like, Oh, look at those Jordans or look at this and look at that. And that was kind of the, the gist of that deal though. Right. But we also have, um, you know, we also have all that situation. So we're giving those responsibilities. So now if my parents, so this was, this is where the responsibility thing comes in because I watched my daughter do this. The first time that something lasts you a very long time, like I'm talking about those shoes, right? I can remember the first pair of shoes I ever bought with my own money. And I remember how long those shoes lasted me. And I'm surprised I still don't have them because this is what happens when your parents, you as a parent buy something for a kid and you don't let them earn it or they don't have any responsibility for it, they don't really respect it. And I watch that with my daughter. I watch it with her, with headphones, okay? So this is a really simple thing, but I have probably bought my daughter seven or eight sets of headphones in the nine years that she has been in my house, okay? Been alive, been here. Headphones. So she gets a set of headphones for her iPad and... I give them to her. She's a little kid, you know, she's two or three. She's watching TV on her iPad or whatever. She doesn't take real good care of her headphones. She breaks them, she bends them, okay? Get a second pair to replace the first pair. Three months later, broken again. And this is just a repeating, repeating habit. Over and over again, she breaks them because she doesn't respect them because she didn't pay for them because she didn't have to use her own money for it. And we continue to get her whatever she wants, and it drives me nuts because I, I don't think so. I mean, she's got so many damn toys here that I never had. Like, you know, like we had like five or six toys in the toy box that we used all the time. We went outside, we played, we went and did all these things that we don't expect our kids to do anymore because all she wants to talk about is getting a damn phone. That's it. That's all she wants to talk about. But I think we need to get back to that. I think we need to get back to having, making kids responsible for their things. You know, and maybe most people do that, um, but I'm guilty of it. My my family is guilty of it. It's like we want to give you everything that we never could have, but we're doing them a disservice, and so that's the hard part. And then we generate things where people think that they deserve things. Um, you know, people who are toxic because they believe that they deserve it instead of they should earn it, and I see that a lot in my daily life where there are people who just are given things over and over again and don't have to earn it. So then if they don't have to earn it, then they don't have respect for it. And so that's kind of the things that I'm working through in my mind is like, it's super hard for me because there's all these things that go this way and it's confusing to me how it can go that way. Why would you give someone something when all they do is show you over and over again that they don't have responsibility nor the respect for you. And I think you can use that in life. I think that you can see that. Um, you hang out, you build relationships with people who respect you and who are willing to do the things that you are doing and reciprocate without ex any expectation. The problem is, is there's people who expect that all the time. And... Once you start doing it, they'll take advantage of that situation and continue to use it over and over again to their benefit. And that's, that's where I have a hard time because I'm the person with integrity 
I'm the person who's working my ass off. I'm the person who's taking all the steps there are to make sure that I can do everything I possibly can for myself, my family, and the and whatever I'm doing, my podcast, my company, my work, my family. Those are the things that I am doing the most that I can. And then there's people who take, 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 take. And then there's people who give to those person who keep taking. And then you create this negative atmosphere. And so that's the hard part. It's like you have this negative atmosphere that you've created because people see what's fair and people don't see what's fair and then they have an issue with it. So think about the responsibilities that you have that you're giving your children, that you are trying to help. And remember, you know, the next generation is going to think even less of responsibility because they think that they should just have it as a teacher, you know, as a PE teacher, because I was a PE teacher, right? I had students that would come into my classroom and not dress down and not participate. And then their parents would call me and tell me that I should give them a passing grade because it's just PE and it doesn't matter. So what kind of responsibility are we creating for our kids and for our students and for the people of the future if we can't expect them to be responsible? It's a tough one. So, uh, CC Nikki, thanks for hanging out. There's one more person here too, but I appreciate you all hanging out with me. Um, if you can do me a big favor, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do. We're trying to grow that thing. That's where I'm going to start pushing all my content on YouTube. Still have the podcast, still have all the social media because that's what I do. Follow me everywhere. Please help me to grow because I can't do it without you. And I stole that from my friend, Jay Finning. He's reminded me of that yesterday, um, but that's okay. Great minds think alike or never really invented anything or he probably heard it somewhere or whatever. It doesn't matter. Love Jay. If you guys haven't talked out, checked out Jay's podcast, Shaping Success, or <laughs> Mind Shaping Success, Hard Parking with Jay Finning, non-automotive automotive podcast. Check it out. You can go see it. Um, and uh, I appreciate you all commenting, and thank you, CC, for hanging out. Thank you, Nikki. Until next time, I challenge you guys to find the shape of your success. 